Very good morning, church. It's really wonderful to be in the presence of God together with family here in church and, and even at home. In your homes, we are connected in spirit and we are connected in the finished work of Jesus on the cross. Amen. And what a wonderful worship it was this morning. And even as we focused on the love of God and as we focused on what the Lord has already done for us, I believe that our hearts have been stirred with faith this morning to, and, and positioned to receive the word which God has prepared for us this morning. You know, last week, uh, Pastor Stephen got us to reflect on how we have been making use of our time in the context of being part of God's kingdom. And, and, and as part of his message, he, he challenges to, to do a few things or to take, take to heart a, a few things. You know, the first thing he reminded us was this, that we, as the children of God, we really need to start living our lives to the fullest, but not for ourselves, but for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen? The second thing he reminded us was this, that it's time for us as a church to start being intentional in discovering God's purposes for our lives. And so, each one of us, you know, we have, um, each one of us, we have been given a very special purpose in the kingdom of God. And it's time for us to be intentional in discovering and walking out this purpose. The third thing is this. We have been called to reprioritize what's important in our lives and, and start aligning it with the purpose as we, uh, as we seek God and as we discover the purpose, reprioritize our, uh, the, the important things in our lives. The fourth thing was this, shifting our perspective from an earthly perspective to a heavenly perspective. That's right. Shifting our perspective from an earthly perspective to and heavenly or eternal perspective in everything that we do. And lastly, being very intentional in making plans and carrying out those plans. Not allowing the distractions from the enemy and from around us to derail us as we move forward. You know why? The, the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm recapping these things which Pastor Stephen shared to us last week it's because, church, sometimes when we look at these things, when we start to, to look at you know, what we are being challenged to do, we, we feel that it's just too much to take at one, at, at one time. And, um, and, and we do not have that, that stirring within us to push us forward, to, to, to help us to take that, that first step, right? And we, we know that... that, um, that as we do these things, we are going to be facing some uncomfortable shifts in our lives. That, that these changes can, can be daunting at times. I know, I know it was for me. When I started taking steps of faith, it was daunting. And, and we tend to put off getting started doing the things we know we, we, we need to do. And very often, very often, the, the reason this happens it's because, perhaps because we do not have a compelling enough reason or the why to drive us into action. So today I want to ask us, what is the why which is driving you and driving me 
into just discovering God's purposes for our lives and just going all out for God. Now, those of you who have children, you know, I, I have three kids, and, uh, and even today, as they, <laughs> as they are grown up, you know, the kids will ask you, why this and why that? You know, the parents will ask the kids to, to do something, and then they'll say, why? 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 Right? And even us as adults, we have the tendency, isn't it? When we are told to do something, we, we ask why. And, and I believe it's because we are looking for that compelling reason that would motivate us to, to take that step of faith, to, to take that, that first step forward. And, um, and, and often we, we aren't able to find that, that compelling reason. I know when I was growing up as a child, I didn't enjoy studying at all, right? And my dad had to uh, force me to study, and I, I would be locked in my room, and uh, uh, not really locked. My door had to be open, you know, because he had to come by and check on me, okay? <laughs> so so it, it, was, it was difficult for me because I didn't find that compelling reason. I didn't want to do it for myself, right? I didn't, I didn't find that, uh, that push. But later as I grew up, and as I started uh, you know, going to college and uh, later on did my MBA, I, I decided to do it for myself because I had found that why, and, and that why was my family, that why was you know, my future, and, and I wanted to do it for myself, right? And, and so that's how God has wired us. We are wired to want to have a compelling reason, right? Um, which, which, which would then birth passion within us for the things that we pursue. So God's word in Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18 tells us this. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. And so today, our topic for consideration is simply this. Why? The topic is why. In line with the main theme we are on this season which is make it happen, right? Uh, for the month of January, we, we are looking at the theme next because we are, uh, we, are, we are moving towards Vision Sunday and you know, we, we want to get the church positioned for what God is going to do next in our midst, even in the midst of the, 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 the difficult times we're facing, even in the midst of the unprecedented uh, you know, changes that we are seeing around us, right? But the, the bigger theme that... We have been that we have launched and we are looking at is make it happen. And I believe, church, that 2021 is going to be a breakthrough year. And I pray that each of you as well, each of you in your homes, those of us here, that we would believe in our heart that this is the year that God is going to make it happen. And, and we together with God, we are going to make it happen. And today we want to revisit our vision statement as a church and relook the why of our existence as a church in the context of our vision statement. So, this year, it is our desire, the pastoral team, the leadership team, and even I believe it is your desire, that we want to see the whole church becoming activated and, start, and, and, and we start moving out of our comfort zones and becoming fruitful for God in all areas of our lives. And so I'm going to ask us to take a moment now and take a step back. And there's one question that we first need to ask ourselves, and this is an important question. And this question is this. Why am I 
in High Point's life. Now, before we go into the vision statement of the church, we need to ask ourselves this question and be honest to ourselves, be true to ourselves. Why am I in High Point life? Is it because this is the church where I got saved? And so you, you feel loyal to the church and, and so you feel that because I got saved here, I need, I need to stay on? And so your, it's, your church has just become part of your identity, right? And so you, you have this connection, right? You have this connection. And wherever you go, you're proud to be high, uh, a member of High Point Life. And that's great. That's great. We want you to, to have a sense of identity with High Point Life, you know. And I have a sense of identity with High Point Life, and, I, and, and I'm loyal to the church, right? So is it because of that? Or is it perhaps because you have family and friends here? And you enjoy your times of, of fellowship and, and the company around you. I know I certainly do. I have fun with the, you know, the, the leadership team. I, I have fun with, 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 with many people because we are a fun-loving church. And it's awesome to be part of this church. Amen? Amen. Or perhaps, is it because you enjoy the, the Sunday teachings? Uh, you know, by Pastor Stephen and, and, the, and the wonderful array of, of, of teachers and preachers which come and, and challenges with the Word of God, and maybe even coupled with Pastor Stephen's uh, funny jokes sometimes. Is that what uh, keeps you in this church? Or perhaps it's because you, uh, you and I, we have been given the opportunity to serve in a ministry, right? And and you like it because it gives you that sense of belonging. And, and your ministry has become your identity. Now, church, I want us to know this. While all these are really good reasons to keep being part of a church, these reasons alone will not be sufficient to give us that significant purpose which will start to drive us out of our comfort zones and start pursuing the call of God over our lives and as a church very intentionally. Are you following me? These are good reasons to be part of a church, but these reasons alone are not good enough. Every one of those reasons I mentioned, even the one where we stay in church because we feel our identity is, is, is locked into the ministry we serve, if we go to the very root of the why, it is a very I or me-centric why. In these things, we are often, we are often wired to ask ourselves, if, if, you, if you think of, about those reasons which I've given, if you really reflect on those reasons, we, of, we are often wired to ask ourselves, what is it that I am getting by attending High Point Life? How is the church benefiting me as an individual? How is the church benefiting me as a family? And so when the common theme becomes a me-centered theme, this is when we start to see disillusionment happen. This is when we start to see discouragement set in. This is when we start to see disunity start to fester and the church eventually starts to stagnate and diminish. And it's something for us to consider this morning. Why are we in high point life? God is asking us this question this morning. God is asking me this question this morning. Why are we in high point life? 
And I want you to know this, that God has challenged me, and I believe that God is challenging all of us today. He's calling us to move from a me-centered theme to a Christ-centered vision. God is calling you and I to move from a me-centered theme to a Christ-centered vision. So today, while I encourage you to ask yourselves personally why you are part of High Point Life, we want to look at an equally important question. Why do we exist as a church? And this is the second question we're going to ask ourselves this morning. The second why. Why do we exist as a church? Without embracing this question, without embracing this why, we will not be able to grow and bear fruit as a church. You know, we will, we will remain operating out of a very self-centered focus. Souls are not going to be uh, added into the kingdom. As we, as we read the Bible, as we read the book of Acts, we see that souls were added on a daily basis to the church. And this is what we, we, we desire to see happen in High Point Life. On a daily basis, people being saved. And many of us will continue being disillusioned and eventually feel like giving up. And our lives will remain stagnant. So let us look at, at why we exist as a church by re revisiting our vision statement. And this is our, vis uh, our vision statement. The vision statement, and if you have your phones with you, I would challenge you to right now take out your phones and take a photo of this vision statement because perhaps some of you don't have it uh, with you. You only have it at the back of the church where we are, but we aren't coming to church anymore. I would encourage you right now, if you have your phones with you, take a photo of this so that you and I, we can keep it with us at all times and we can keep looking at it and remembering the reason why we exist as a church. And this is what our vision statement says. To be a church based on the New Testament apostolic model, driven by God's love to bring good news and discipling nations through the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to read that again. To be a church based on the what? Based on the New Testament apostolic model, driven by God's love to bring good news and discipling nations through the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Now, the, the central focus of our vision is this. It's based on the New Testament apostolic model. And that's, the, and that's the central theme of our vision, right? Okay. So this sums up the vision. And today we are going to take a deeper dive in understanding this apostolic model. And, and, and this apostolic model will, will give us glimpses of why we exist as a church. Okay. So very quickly, there, there are five things that I'm going to cover today. So number one is this. The apostolic church was a church that was primarily driven by the love of God in everything they did. The apostolic church was a church that was primarily driven by the love of God in everything they did. They understood what it meant to experience the depths of God's love and forgiveness. And that's why today Pastor Stephen asked the team, the team that, were, that was here, what does or what do the emblems mean to you? And, and some responded that, you know, it, it, it speaks about the love of God. And that's 
the very essence of the gospel, brothers and sisters. It's centered around the love of God. And, and, and as they understand this, out of a place of deep, intimate, uh, intimate relationship with God, you and I, as the early church, we are able to become vessels of selfless love around us. This is what Paul said in the, to the church of Corinthians in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. Christ's love has moved me to such extremes. His love has the, has the first and the last word in everything we do. And this is taken from the message version, right? So Christ's love has moved me to such extremes. I want, to, uh, I want us to ask ourselves this question today. How much has the love of God moved you? How much has the love of God moved me in response to what the Lord Jesus has done? And, and has it moved us to a point where everything we do, like, like what Paul says here, the love of God has the last word in, in all these things. So this morning, church, let us ask ourselves, are we driven by our personal experience and encounter of God's love for us? Am I driven by God's love in everything I do? 1 John 4.9 tells me this, we love because he first loved us. And this has to be the most compelling why when it comes to us asking the question, why do we exist as a church? Have we truly experienced the depth, the height, the breadth of God's love for us? Like Paul, that we can say that Christ's love moves us to extremes. This has to be the most compelling why. If not, and, and as you're asking yourselves these questions today. And as you reflect, and as, the, as, as God starts speaking to you, as God starts speaking to me, if we feel that we have not been moved by the love of God in this, uh, to, to the, this, this extreme which, which Paul speaks about, would we decide today to lock ourselves away until we come into such an encounter with God? I challenge you to do this. Would you decide today to lock yourself away until you come into such an encounter with God that you would start to experience the love of God and, and start to understand the depths, the height, the, the, the breadth of the Word of God so that our hearts can be changed and filled with His love and we start becoming the vessels of pure love for our King. You know, very often... The reason why we don't experience the love of God is because there is still sin which has become the stumbling block, preventing us from experiencing this overflow of God's love in our lives. If, if that is you today, I know I experienced something similar. Right? The struggles of sin kept me away from God. I want you to know this. God's grace is sufficient for you. It's not, not just His forgiving grace, but His empowering grace to allow you to break through today. Just like Adam and Eve, when they, when they sinned, they chose to hide from God. They chose to, to, to shy away from the love of God. And so if, if, if sin 
is what has become your stumbling block today. And you just feel that, you know, you're not good enough. I want you to know this, that God's love today is all-powerful. It's all-encompassing. God's love is able to draw you out of this stronghold of sin if you would only allow Him in today. So that's the first compelling why. The second compelling why is this. The apostolic church, being driven by God's love, was stirred with compelling urgency in sharing the good news of God's salvation to a lost and dying generation. They were stirred by the love of God with compelling urgency in sharing the good news of God's salvation to a lost and dying generation. They understood the deep state of darkness that people around them were in. And the fact that they, you and I, they understood that they were responsible for the souls in their own generation. Church, look around us. Look at our friends. Look at our family members. Look at the people around us. As we start to see the kind of lives that they live, as we start to see the struggles that they are facing, as you start to see the, the, the challenges that they are going through, the darkness that they are under, you, you, we, we, can, we can see the cloud of darkness that covers their lives. And this ought to drive us to have that, that compassion for them, just like God had compassion for us and He saved us. And the love of God should drive us to have this compelling urgency to start sharing this message of hope with everyone we, everyone we meet. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 15 and 16 from the NLT says this, This is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And Paul says this, And I am the worst of them all. But God had mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example of His great patience with even the worst sinners. And then others will realize that they too can believe in Him and receive eternal life. So today, like Paul, have we truly had that encounter with God and understand the extent to which we have been saved. Understand the fact that God has taken us from, from such darkness and now we belong to God in this kingdom of light. Or has our experience of salvation mostly been an intellectual experience? In recent years, many of you know that I've been involved in the ministry of, of deliverance. And I've come to realize that many Christians see no urgency or have no desire to share their faith because they themselves are stuck in perpetual cycles of defeat. And, and they, they have not experienced the full deliverance from God. You know, it's like, it's like having a bank account with a billion dollars in it. How many of you would like that? A bank account with a billion dollars in it. Yeah, I see some hands going up in church here. I'm sure that some of you are also raising your hands at home. But I want you to know this. You have a bank account in heaven which has a lot more than a billion dollars in it. But the reality is this, that many of us have not gone and taken the time to understand what is in our bank account. 
the treasures in our bank account. And, and we have not taken the time to understand how do we make the withdrawal, right? We just know it's there. Or we vaguely know that, you know, we have this. But we have not gone to receive it. And I was like that for 15 years, in my, uh, the, the first 15 years of my Christian journey. And I know that I felt like a hypocrite. And I had no real testimony that I could share. And, and my walk with God had become, uh, had become a religious routine. And we may often feel like, like, like giving up because I know I reached that point where I said enough is enough, right? I just feel like a hypocrite. I don't want to continue this journey anymore. And if today you're, you are someone like this, I want you to know that Jesus has not just come to save you from your sins so that you can go to heaven one day, but God has come to deliver you, has come to deliver me from the strongholds and the bondages of the enemy so that we can be completely set free and have this joy and abundant life flowing through us and position ourselves to go and be someone who wins others for Christ because of the love we have experienced, because of the breakthrough we have experienced, because of the deliverance we have experienced, because we have that real encounter with God. And today, Jesus is saying, Child, if you're struggling, come to me. If you're struggling, don't keep it to yourself. Church, I want you to know this. The pastors are here. The leaders are here to journey with you. If any of you feel like what I'm sharing today resonates in your heart, if you have been going through these struggles, if you have been feeling that you just can't break through, I want you to know that we are here for you. Would you come forward? Would you come and, and seek help? Would you come and seek that encounter with God? Would you come and, and, and speak to some of us so that we can journey with you and, and we can help you get that true encounter with God? And because once you get that encounter, your life is not going to be the same again. Trust me, I've been there before. I've struggled through this before. And it is by the grace of God and it's by the love of some people in church who have journeyed with me, who have pulled me out. Today, I'm here where I am today. And as I share this, I share this from my heart. God wants you to have this encounter with Him. Open up your life. Would you open up your life and allow Jesus in today to, to, to help stop these cycles of defeat, to allow you to be filled with the joy and the love of God? And as you do this, you're going to see yourself readily just bubbling over with the message of hope. Everywhere you go, you're going to want to be sharing this message of hope with people around you. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 10, verses 14 and 15, how can they call on Him to save them unless they believe in Him? And how can they believe in Him if they have never heard about Him? And how can they hear about Him unless someone tells them? God has no plan B, church. You and I, we are His only plan we are the only hope for a dying generation out there. And unless we come into a real encounter with God, unless we stop the cycles of defeat in our lives and we have real testimonies to go and share, the dying generation are going to go to hell. There is no plan B. Would we respond to God this morning? This is the call of God over our lives. The third why is this? 
or the, or, or the third thing we want to consider is this. The apostolic church was built without walls. The apostolic church was built without walls. We exist not just to be a blessing to those who say, I'm part of High Point Life. Are you with me? We exist not just to be a blessing to those who say, I'm part of High Point Life. And, and this is the reason part of our vision includes the discipling of nations. Mark chapter 16, verse 20 says this, They went everywhere preaching the good news. They went everywhere preaching the good news. And so the gospel was preached in every corner and not restricted to the temple or the synagogues. It reached every home. It reached every, every marketplace. Wherever, wherever they went, the word of God was on their lips. And so, to, so today, the challenge is this. We don't exist to come to church and bring friends to church alone, right? But we exist to be an influence, sharing the love of God wherever God has placed you, whether it's in your workplace, your schools, whether it's in, in, uh, in, in your community, if you're a homemaker, within, your, within the community of, of uh, homemake, other homemakers, right? Other parents, Wherever God has placed you, we are called to, to be an influence, right? And so God is calling us today to start with small steps of faith. We exist to be a blessing to every person that God brings into our lives through divine appointments. That's right. God is going to bring people into your lives through divine appointments. He has already appointed specific people that He... That you are going to encounter, that, that, you're, that you're going to be able to speak into their lives. Just a couple of months ago, a neighbor down my street, um, and I hope, that, I hope that some of you will get to meet him soon, right? He, we just met up in the mamak shop, and we were talking, and you know, we were talking about faith, and he had, a, he had a knee injury, and I prayed for his knee, he got healed, and after talking a little bit more, that day he decided to receive Jesus as his Savior. And so, so to me, that was a divine appointment. And I told him that, that God connected us through a divine appointment. And God is going to bring more such people into, in, into my life and your life as we position ourselves, as we open up our hearts to, to actually um, to be ready to share the love of God to them. Amen? And the second thing is this. We need to know that Jesus said that He will build His church, right? It's His church. It's not our church. It's not just about high point life, but it is about a bigger picture. And I want us to know this. And that's why the apostolic church was never built with walls. And so as we go out there, God is going to use you in very, very special ways. Matthew 16, 18, Jesus says, Now I say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church. His church is the church of Jesus Christ. And there is only one universal church. And so it is the time for denominational walls to come tumbling down. And it is time for us to build unity in the body of Christ if we are going to see the church of God and the kingdom of God advance. Amen? So our focus should not be centered only around the local church. Because then we start to lose uh, lose out on the bigger picture of what God wants to do through you and me. So in the coming years, I believe that we are going to be seeing a lot of very exciting things happening 
through the church of God. There's going to be an amazing revival coming, church. church. Brothers and sisters, friends, do you believe this? The greatest revival of all times is about to happen. God is going to do awesome things. And the church of God needs to rise up. And if you have other friends from different churches, network with them, connect with them, start building each other up in faith, start working together as a team because we are one universal church, the church of Jesus Christ, and we are going to see amazing things happen as we start to network with one another and as we start to allow God to work through us. The fourth thing is this. The apostolic church was bold and full of faith, always ready to penetrate new territory as the Holy Spirit led. So God has called High Point Life to be a church which impacts communities and nations. You know, this vision was first given to Pastor Stephen for the church many years ago. And, and this vision has been confirmed many times through the, through the various prophetic words released by uh, different men and women who have come and visited us, who, who have just, uh, who, whom we have just you know, met in passing. And, and so church, I want you to know this. We are called to much bigger things than what we even dare to ask for or imagine. You and I, we are called to much bigger things than what we dare to even ask for or imagine. Ephesians 3.20 tells us this. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his, uh, to his power that is at work within us. It is no coincidence that Paul speaks about not just asking. Just, just read that word, that verse carefully, okay? What does Paul say? He says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more, than all we ask or imagine. All we ask or imagine. It is no coincidence, church, that Paul speaks about not just asking, but using our imagination. And today, God wants you to start dreaming big dreams. God wants you to start imagining. If you have been praying for your family to be saved for many years, and you know, doubt keeps coming in. God wants you to start to imagine them being saved and coming to church and being baptized. If you have been praying for your friends, God wants you to start to use your imagination to, to, to see your friends coming and being saved. If you have been praying for breakthroughs for your ministry, God wants you to start to imagine what, what your ministries are going to look like. And as you start to use your imagination and as you start connecting your imagination with, with the faith that God gives you, you are going to see amazing things happening. And and, and this verse says that, that God is going to do even more than what we can even imagine. If you remember, uh, if you remember Abraham, when God first told him and Sarah that you know, they were going to have a child, if you remember the story, they actually doubted and they laughed at God, right? But many years later, what did God do? He took Abraham out and he showed Abraham the vastness of the universe and the stars in the sky. And he says, look. And that opened up Abraham's imagination. And from that point onwards, Abraham was able to, to picture what God was saying and he, he, he was able to believe God because his imagination was activated and connected with his faith. And that was the breakthrough that, uh, that, that Abraham had. And that took him into the destiny 
and allow the fulfillment of that promise to happen. And today, so today I want to challenge us to do this. Wherever you are, whatever you have been praying for, start to believe it and picture it in your mind. Start to allow, uh, allow the faith of God to rise up and connect it with your imagination and allow, this, uh, allow things which, which are not to start to become real. And that's how you can do it, church. That's how you can do it. So if you are going to be able to be part of what God wants to do through High Point Life, it is time we start to ask God to give us an increased boldness and faith. Start asking God to lead us out of our comfort zones and bring us into connection with people He wants us to share God's love with. Start asking God for new strategies for advancing God's kingdom in the season, wherever God has placed you and I. Each of us, I want you to know this, each of us are very important. Each of us plays a very unique role in this bigger picture. This vision that we see, the vision that perhaps you have taken a photo of right now, this vision for High Point Life cannot be fulfilled with half the church. It needs every one of us to rise up to the occasion to come and say, yes, Jesus, I'm, I want to be part of this. It needs us to understand that we play a very special and unique role in this bigger picture that, which, which, which God has already destined for the church. And as we start recognizing this, as we start to to believe it, as we start to imagine it for our ministries, for whatever God is calling us to, as we start to lock in and take that first step of faith, we are going to see this vision being fulfilled. But until and unless that every person in the church gets locked in, and until and unless we start to, to together in unity say yes to this vision, there's going to be delays. There's going to be stagnancy. And we don't want this church. This is the year for breakthrough. This is the year for you and I to step out in faith and to see what God wants us to do. Amen? And the fifth thing is this. The apostolic church was a praying church, always reliant on the power of the Holy Spirit in bringing transformation to lives around them. They were, they were a praying church, reliant on the power of the Holy Spirit. Go back and read Acts chapter 4, verses 23 to 31. You would see that the church that, that started in the uh, early days, they were passionate in prayer regardless of what obstacles that they went through, regardless of what, uh, what dangers arose. They would press in and the power of the Holy Spirit just continued to fill them and they were filled with boldness and they were filled with the gifts of the Spirit. And wherever they, wherever they, they went, God did miraculous signs and wonders. They did not rely on worldly wisdom or principles. And this is something I want to challenge us today as a church. Let us not rely on world, worldly wisdom or principles. But let us seek divine favor from God and rely on the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. The apostolic church was a church that moved in a lifestyle of the miraculous power of God. It was a lifestyle. It was a lifestyle. And this is not something, this is not something that God has given to just special people like the pastors or the leaders. But every one of you, every one of you in your homes, those of you here, 
Jesus said that these signs would follow those who believe. And as we believe God, and if you remember, I shared with you the story of my neighbor. His name is Preman. He's just a young believer. But today, because he believes God, he's going around and he's going and healing the sick because he just chose to simply believe. He's going and sharing the good news of the gospel in simple faith because he chose to believe God. And, the, and miracles are flowing through his life because he chose to believe what God has spoken in his word. And God is calling us church to be this church, High Point Life, to be a church which not just speaks but allows the transforming power of the Holy Spirit to come and fill us, activating all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, bringing healing, deliverance and transformation of lives to hundreds of people, to thousands of people around us. And I believe that this is going to happen this season. Amen? Yeah? So would we rise up, church? Would we rise up to be like this early church? Our vision says that we do this discipling of nations, not just through the love of God, but through the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. This is part of our vision. So in closing... I believe that God has been speaking to us this morning. I want us to ask ourselves, how can we start playing our part in driving the vision which God has given us as His church? Would you ask God today to give you a fresh revelation of His love today so that His love can overflow from within you to others? Would you ask God today to come and heal and deliver, deliver you and set you free from your baggages of the past and give you a deep encounter with Him so that you and I, we will have this deep desire to be the messenger of hope, the messenger of the gospel to those who are in darkness around us. Would you ask God today to remove every wall or boundary that we may have set up so that He can use us to be a blessing wherever He has placed us? Would we ask God today to give us fresh boldness and faith to come out of our comfort zones and start believing for extraordinary adventures with Him? As you start walking in faith, we are going to see ourselves bearing much fruit for the kingdom. And would we start seeking God in intimate prayer, asking Him for miraculous power from on high, seeing the power of the Holy Spirit just act, be activated in us so that we can start becoming effective witnesses for Jesus Christ and seeing amazing miracles happen in the lives of people around us. So church, this morning is the defining moment for High Point Life. Would you, would I respond? Respond. God is calling us today. It's time for us to come out of our comfort zones would we respond to the message God has for us this morning, church? May God bless you as you continue to allow the Holy Spirit to work in your lives. God bless you, church.